You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. We're Karen Rashida. Between the two of us, we're motherless moms of four toddlers and an angel baby. Together, we're going to feel our feels, but also remind you that there's joy on the journey too. Let's dig in. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode two of season two. What? What? <laughs> uh, today, we are going to talk about um, a topic that, like, this is going to sound really weird. Like, I'm excited to talk about, if that makes sense, but it's, <laughs> it, it is a topic about toxicity. Yeah. We're going to talk about toxic positivity and toxic resilience. I have a lot of thoughts on these, um, and when when... When the term actually like came into my ethos and I could like, I guess, pinpoint exactly what it is or what it was. Uh-huh. Uh, but before we get into that, the usual, Kara, how was your week? Week, it's been good. Um, got a promotion at work. Yeah. So she been, been. She been booked and busy as hell. Yeah. I love that you just said booked and busy because today in a meeting I said that I was like, I am booked and busy. Yeah, yeah. We were booked and busy as yeah, we are booked to busy shit. Oh, I'm so God. proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was also Brian's birthday. So we uh, spent the week weekend celebrating as best we could. And uh, he was like, wow, having a birthday on a Friday is really cool because both the kids were super fucking crabby. And we tried to like sing happy birthday, but it was a nightmare. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, we got through. We made it, we made it through. We did, did fun shit, so you know. But yeah, that's fun. yeah. Anyway, how's your week? How's your week, Carl? It's been oh. busy. I too am booked and busy. Did we talk about last episode? Did I tell you Parker basically potty trained herself? Um, absolutely not. What? Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. So what? she like two. Two three weeks ago, I would say, um, because I here's the funny thing about uh your second kid, I potty training, I just didn't care to do it. Like I, <laughs> we made such a giant production about potty training, Don. Like we, this is a the like a quintessential first kid second kid story. So with Dom, we I read not oh crap potty training, but another yeah. potty training book where like potty training in three days or something. Yes. Which I swore by, yes. And so we did the, like, where you don't go anywhere for 48 hours. So for 48 hours, you were just inside your house. You can't, you're not even actually supposed to look at your phone because you're supposed to, yes, because you're supposed to be so, like, in with your kids. And so so for Dom, I know. And so for Dom, he was, like, a little over two and a half because we'd had Parker when he was two and a half. And this was, like, Parker was, like, two months old when we did it. And so we, and it was still pandemic time, so it wasn't as like weird yeah. to not go anywhere. Like this was twenty twenty, so it's yeah. really fine. Yeah. Um. And so we made this giant fucking production about like we invented the diaper fairy, <laughs> and the diaper fairy the night before. Like we talked. I know. I know. <laughs> I fucking know. So we talked about like. Uh, the diaper fairy was going to come, which is basically a fucking ripoff of the tooth fairy. Yeah. Get into it. That's okay. So the diaper fairy was going to come. She was going to take all of his diapers. 
She was going to replace them with pull-ups and undies. And he would basically, you're a big boy now. And so the night, the night before we're like the Friday night, we're like, we're about to get into this, Dominic. Uh We make this huge production. We walk around the house. We collect diapers from every fucking witch wear. Oh, because you know how you have diapers in just like random ass places in yeah. your house too. Yes, yeah. You got the yeah. living room. You yeah. yeah, you never use all the fly because you got wipes everywhere. In the basement, too. yeah. Wipes are yes. yes. When I say they, they probably have seven yeah. packs of wipes open right now somewhere. Oh, absolutely. How? Yes, wipes. That's another conversation. They're amazing. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're using for everything and and everything. I clean my house with them. They're great. <laughs> baseboards wipes yep so we make the production we we get all of the we put all his diapers in the bag he's excited blah 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 we show him his pull-ups he's pumped about the pull-ups we are like all right so the diaper fairy if we we're gonna put them outside in this cooler <laughs> because it was all we had that was like i guess big enough it was a fucking budweiser cooler uh and that we just like <laughs> Because of no, no yeah. way. That we just like put on the front porch and put all the diapers in there, and then that then we went to sleep. Then the next morning, the diaper fairy replaced. I know, I know. The next morning, the diaper fairy took out all of the diapers and threw them away and filled a landfill somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Replaced we replaced them with twenty twenty. 20 fucking Hot Wheels cars. Damn, that had to be like, that was expensive. And every single time he peed, he got a Hot Wheels car. How fast did he go through those? Fast. We had to like order more. <laughs> and DoorDash. Target pickup. We did, okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely you. I do. You. Yeah. <laughs> so we, yes. So we got more Hot Wheels cars. Like, so he's, so every time he peed, it's a Hot Wheels motherfucking car. Oh my God. So for 48 hours, a two and a half year old had his parents with no cell phone. You did, you like literally didn't know no cell phone thing. Correct. Until he was asleep. Oh my, and then you were like, bye. Yes. (laughs) And Hot Wheels cars for every pee. So that's kid one. Kid two, Miss Parker. Just randomly decided one day that she wanted to wear pull-ups. Like, and we had some pull-ups randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I want to wear a pull-up. And we we're like, okay. And then from then on, she would was just like, I have to go pee. And would go pee. And we were like, okay. We go probably were like, like, yeah. Go off, probably, yeah. Yes, go off, girl. Yeah. Honey, yeah. <laughs> yes, you independent bitch. Get a gift for it every time you do it. You just do wait, it. Here, so wait. So then Ben and I were like, oh, oh. we were like, oh, we should probably like give her something for this so we can like incentivize the, this. The going, yeah. This got um one marshmallow, and it was a mini marshmallow at that. <laughs> <laughs> and she go with it. She's go with it. And she was chipper, chipper as a lark. Oh, happy, 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 happy. So she's potty trained right now? Yes. And if you didn't, here's the thing also. And if she peed and you did not give her her marshmallow, she was like, pay the fuck up, chump. Where is my marshmallow? <laughs> I can see her totally coming for payment. Marshmallow. Yeah. We're like, okay, cool. So you can get mar- these mini marshmallows for peas, Oreos for poops. 
Oh. Then sis started doing these like half poops. Like she would like squeeze out a little like rabbit poop. So and want and, and want her Oreo. But no, I was like, here's the here's the shit you like no one tells you. Like when you're like, I can't wait to be a mom. Here's the shit no one tells yeah. you. Me being like, Ben, no, I want full fucking poops for an Oreo. Full poops. Boy, how far you guys have come. She went from staying in her crib, absolutely screaming at you while you're trying to hide in your room and read a book in quiet, to now you're saying, oops, or no Oreo. You like, get no Oreo. I want a full, I want a log. Yeah. And that, do it. I want a bowel emptying third. Yeah. I want to know that there is nothing else in there. <laughs> But from there, you can get the Oreo. Keep pinching and keep pinching. That's what she was doing. And then she's going to get into trouble. And it's like too many Oreos. Can't, no. And so I, we had to lay down the law. All of that to say, then we like took her to school days later and they were like, I don't know, she's pretty adamant about like not like about using the potty. So like maybe start sending her like actual underwear rather than the pull up. And we were like, okay. So we bought her some cocoa melon underwear and that was really exciting. And now she's buying a drink. God, get, do you know Ellie? I am so jealous. Ellie is still wearing a pull up at night. And I, I have thoughts. So, I have, yeah. I have thoughts on that. You apparently, shout out to my neighbor, won't, won't, won't put her on blast so we don't put her first on on blast. <laughs> you can, you cannot potty train a kid at night, apparently. It's like, just, yeah, it's physical. Just, it's physically impossible. Like they either can hold it or can't. Like she has a seven year old who okay. just, stopped wearing his pull-up yeah i googled it you know dr google because i figure i'd start there but like i mean and it's like up until seven so i was like mm-hmm. all right but i'm also like we're like starting to talk to her about it like hey maybe let's like first of all uh, it's totally our fault because we let her drink water there's water at our bedside i know there's things you, that i act you are i need to take bitch, so i that's true it's hereditary it might be. She probably also sees me constantly, you know, sipping on something. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's like, I want it. But I mean, yeah, I know. That makes me feel better. That's what I heard, too. But yeah, she was like, there's literally like it is. You can't like if they do on their own. Good for them. But like you can't expect. Yeah. And her kid is like an all star soccer player. But like, wow. It, an athletic yours, kid. Yeah. And both yours are potty trained at night. Uh, Don was potty trained at night pretty early and doesn't, hasn't really had many accidents. Um, Parker is like hit or miss, I would say. So like, it just depends. It depends on actually how much water we gave her like, yeah. an hour or so before. Yeah. I also think that the whole like pull up thing ever since, like, you know, when we did potty train, initially potty train Ellie, she would, we'd, we'd put a pull up on her and it still feels like a diaper. So mm-hmm. she could just be going tinkling all the, you know, she'd put mm-hmm. that on and it's like the same thing as a diaper do. So Yes. I don't know. I feel like that kind of has a pl- plays a role, but we've also, one time I forgot to put a bowl up on her at night. Like, what? But uh, is she wet the shit out of the bed? And I'm like, <laughs> did she wake up screaming? Yeah. Yeah. Like, All right, girlfriend. We late night. We were having fun. Nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's how I also know she's not ready. No. No, no. You got time. She just turned back. Right. You know what? She's still learning. Yeah. yeah. You know. So that was, I mean, that was for the most part my week. That That's great. Yeah. That I've been just like, oh, okay. 
be a guest proprietor. I feel like the universe was like, that bitch has so much going on right now that we're going to throw her a bone. Yeah, they, yeah. Thank you. Because potty training just seemed for the second time around, it just, I didn't have it in me. And neither did Ben. We were just like, <laughs> no, no, but it, I, yeah. Oh, oh, and here's a side note. And I know we're yeah. probably like way over our allotted like 10 minutes of <laughs> intro. Always sorry. Um, I have gotten more pee on my hand, potty training a girl, like, than a boy. Why? Because bull, like, I don't, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's you. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Why, why? You have to wipe so much. You don't have to wipe, boys. Yeah, yeah, that is something you're, you are going to have to watch because as she gets, you have to make sure she's wiping. I mean, and then you also have to teach her that she can only wipe front to back. Right. Because you can't mix the poop with the pee. Yes. Can't mix the I, front I do, back butt I, with the front butt, you know? Yeah, I do know this because I... I don't, because you too are, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. But, but I'm just saying, like, they don't know. They I'm, don't like, know. telling them again, you know. Yes, and I also, like, girls, like, if you get... I've noticed this on myself, too. Like, it has one little trinkle of pee, like, gets loose and, like, travels down your leg. But, you know, you have, like, a spot of pee on your toe that you, like, don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? A spot of pee. Do all of a sudden you're like, why is my fucking knee wet? Oh, yeah, like a little bit of pee. Like I, I, you're right, it does travel quickly. You're right, it does because it like goes to either one side of your leg and then that's like, yeah, catch it. Yeah, yes, and that doesn't really happen with boys. And so I just didn't have as much pee in my hand with Dom. Yeah, well, that's good. That's something to look forward. I get. Yeah, I just don't remember. I mean, I still remember a lot of pee on my hands with Ellie, but, you know, whatever. Maybe Maybe there was. Maybe I pee on my hands and I don't know and I'm just used to it. I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I don't know. I don't know. Why are you not, like, balling up the... I am, but I still feel like I'm... I'm I am. And then I'm like, you're also, I think it's the angle. Like, it's not like you're wiping yourself. Like, I'm sitting in front of her, wiping her. Isn't it sad? And then, and then when you have to wipe Heine after, after the poop, it's like. And it's actually more disgusting than changing a diaper for some reason. It's like, we and then you can't like really get a good in there either. No, without having them like bent over. The whole thing is weird. The whole thing is weird. And then when do you stop wiping heinies? Uh, kindergarten? Maybe, because I still wipe Dom's butt. Yeah, but I know. Check, yeah. check, her, check her out. Yeah, I know, because there are also there's skin marks. Stragglers in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh my god! This was a conversation nobody probably wanted, but everybody listening is probably a mom and is like, "Yeah, that's, yeah, that- <laughs> yeah, never thought of it. Yeah, never thought I'd have this conversation. Yeah, if you two have potty trained a girl and got pee on your hands several times more than you thought, I'd like to know. Yeah, slide in her DM. DM. You know what? Yeah. Heck, 
Go ahead and rate us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You, do us a solid and leave us a review. Yeah. Go ahead, rate us. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know by kindly leaving yeah. an Apple review. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Well. All right. All right. All right. Let's so, talk yeah. Toxic positivity. Yeah. Yeah. What do to- you... What would you say toxic positivity is? It's the need to, from right off the bat, <laughs> no, 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 no hesitation. Uh-uh. It's the need to always present yourself as being fearless, happy. I can get through this. Yeah. It's yeah. not being, it's not being authentic. It's like people will tell you that it is them being authentic. It's a strange, like, so I, the first time I figured out what toxic positivity was, was during the pandemic when everybody, like, the whole, we're all in this together. And, Mm -hmm. like, when everybody would, would, like, at least you have a home. At least you. Oh, the at least. Yeah, you love that. All all of the, you know, I hate it. hate. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you hate it at least. Yeah. And so I think that's when I discovered like toxic positivity as a thing. And I think like I would define it as like positivity, so, so much positivity and almost like I feel like it. I think of toxic positivity more as something someone else is projecting yes. to me. Yeah. They are. I'm what I'm doing to myself. If like it makes sense. Then like your outward show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so I agree with that for sure. I feel I feel like toxic positivity is like when, when it becomes so obviously people are positive and they want you to be in a good mindset. And I wrote in my notes that I want to talk about there's a difference between mindset work and toxic positivity to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like to- if where the positivity becomes toxic is when you're almost not allowing someone to feel bad. Like when you're not allowing someone to feel any negative way because you're like interrupting it with well at least you have a house like don't be sad because you have a house and like that pisses me off because I feel like it just belittles it goes against everything we say about like feeling your feel feeling feels yep that's exactly what I was thinking that's exactly what I was thinking it almost feels like like I experienced this you know recently on well obviously with my mom but the loss of my mom, I'm like on this grief journey. People in my life have not been very receptive to me. A, like they think that by me by being on this podcast and still, they think that I guess they just think that I'm still being like sad or depressed, and like they don't understand it because they don't listen. A and yeah, or, I guess, or it's read like they, they can't get yeah. past the the grieving mama's club like they yeah. that's all that they know hmm. but they don't read anything because I mean, you and i are always promoting like yeah it sucks and it's it's sad but guess what there's still there is joy in the journey we promise you mm-hmm. that's what we are always always touting always yeah um so and it's it's created a huge divide between myself and those people because it they, they just don't they don't care to understand they're on their own separate grief journey um understandable and that's fine 
but you've got to also learn that it's okay. You, it's you don't always have. It's it's okay to not be okay. Yes. And, yeah. Because yeah. that's how because that's how you get through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what, what is that saying, Rashida? It's like the only way through is like what it, the only way the only way to is through. Yeah. Yes. From yes. our friends at Ajana th- uh, Therapy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so it how I think toxic positivity for me is like toxically <laughs> even more toxic, I guess, in a grief journey to me. Yeah. Because grief is already taboo. It, 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 well, grief and mental health altogether, already taboo, right? Yeah. And so I... I feel like by telling people like at least this or be happy or choose joy, choose joy bothers me because sometimes I can't. No. And you don't need to. Yeah. And like sometimes I just can't. Like if I could choose joy every single day, I would. But I wouldn't. Who who would not? Nobody likes to be sad and down the dumps. No one wants to be on this fucking journey. No. Nobody asked for this. No, and so when you when you yeah, when so you exert your toxic positivity on a grieving person, yeah, I feel like I'm being told that my feelings aren't valid. It almost feels like it's so, sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 that was go ahead. Yeah, I almost feel like it's you know how when someone it like really tries to push their religion on you or their mm-hmm. viewpoint on you, it that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Is they're just trying to push their viewpoint. That's how they cope, and that's how they think that you should cope. And you're not here. You don't want to hear it. You you know no. no. And you also have to be in the my right my right right mindset too. Right to hear other people's opinions. Like did a, uh, did I ask for it? Now b mm-hmm. then shut the fuck up. So yeah yeah. And I feel like like I was saying, the pandemic is the first time I guess I noticed toxic positivity because i mean i've been on my grief journey for a really long time like yeah i have like have been mm-hmm. and i feel like the and i really want us to do an episode on perinatal depression because when i yes. tell you i was deeply depressed during yes. pregnancy with parker oh. um oh. i just there was and then you pair that with a pandemic so i was already depressed like i was already oh. like there were so many dominoes stacked against me going into mm-hmm. 2020 like i had just lost my best friend, or we had just lost my best friend's husband. Like, I had rage quit a job. (laughs) I had found out I was pregnant. I was very, very sick. Like, and just as I'm getting over the hump of that, the pandemic hit. And so, like, I was just very much in a very bad headspace. Like, fighting, fighting for every fucking day. Oh, probably, like, uh, every half day every morning every I was like yeah. I was just not okay and so that's when I was like I want to be okay I truly want to be okay it's not like I love being like no one loves being right. sad and then but then everybody just being like well like at least you have a job like right lots of people are getting laid off during this pandemic at yep. least you have like you have a healthy kid like healthy kids at least you were pregnant and like lots of people can't get pregnant like at right you were like all of these things that i should have been grateful for and there was mind you during i was in early 2020 pregnancy parker was born in june of 2020 yeah there was there were moments there like in new york they were doing um women had to give birth alone like they're yeah. like, the, doc, the doc, yeah. mom 
And so I was like, there were moments I was like, and now I'm going to have to do this alone. Like, oh, hell no. I don't. Yes. Yes. And so that's the first time that I was like, everybody, like everybody, I'm getting all of these messages that I should be grateful. But like the farthest thing I can be from I, that's I can't. I know that I journaled during this time, too. And I yeah. I can read those journals. You do? Yeah. Why? Because I like to see how far I've come. Oh, wow. You are brave. I ride it, forget it. I I like to see how far I've come, but like I, I'm not being dramatic when I tell you that I think that fighting through those early stages of 2020, so like the second and third trimesters of my pregnancies, are the hardest times I've had to fight in my life. Like I believe it. Even after my mom passed away. I had one of my best friends who was there when my mom passed away. Yeah. Like, and now I'm on a whole tangent, but it comes back to... <laughs> It comes back to toxic positivity, but yeah, you're still there. You're still there. Yeah, but yeah. so like I, she could sense something was off in my text messages, and like texted Ben and was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And Ben's like, "She's just not okay." Like, and like came and laid in bed with me for a whole damn day because like oh, that's all I could, yeah. that's all I could do, and oh. so I, I just yeah, I remember being like, "What? Why is everybody?" And I'm sure nobody was doing it on purpose. So like nobody, no. I'm, I'm doing this new mindset work where like, yeah. you know, when you, when you obsess over like what someone might think of me, but then I'm like, nobody's actually thinking of you. Like girl, he's actually spending that much time thinking about you. No, no. And yes, I know that's, yes, I could use some of that work as well. Yes. And so yeah. like tell my, or so I would just be like, why is everybody thinking that I'm not grateful for all the things that I have, but like truly I am just so sad. And so like the mixed what toxic positivity does to me is send signals to someone who was already suffering that they shouldn't be suffering. Yep. And then it makes them like even more inside of a shell. Like I did not talk to, about exactly. I, I did not talk about my perinatal depression, how I was doing it all until after the fact. Because right. I like didn't I didn't know yeah, like those were not the messages I was receiving. And I yeah like Toxic positivity is actually doing the opposite for the grief world that we than what we are trying to do. I find that this happens a lot whenever, and I think it's just a natural human response. Whenever yeah. someone's like, "Yeah, like man, I'm just I'm just having like a really bad day. Like you know, my car broke. I don't know, my car broke down. I got my lunch, and you know." What? what are you you work in the mines like what's happening i got the black lung yeah like my car broke down i forgot my pay my packed lunch okay that 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 kind of comment would deserve an at least i would be like well at least there's doordash sponsor us please rashida producer fed i'm sick of pain they're your biggest customers. You're going to lose that, but I probably are. We are. You're right. You're going to see it. By sponsoring this podcast, you are going to see a dip in revenue <laughs> from the diner. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> but whenever somebody says, like, something bad-ish, that it could be, like, slightly bad. If something bad-ish happens to them, that is, like, a natural human response to be, like, Oh, well, then it'll be, it'll be okay. You know, like tomorrow is a new day and it's, I don't know. It, it, it's like, 
Because hey. I think, you know why I think that though? Because I think the natural inclination is to to for any situation that feels uncomfortable. Yeah, it is your natural inc- inclination to make it less uncomfortable. So when yes. someone says, and I've, I I I do this as well. Like when someone says, when I say, "Oh, my mom passed away when I was 15. And then, like, I quickly try to, like, not uh, to make them feel not uncomfortable. So then Absolutely. I'm quickly, like, they're like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. And then it's yeah. this other weird shit, like, yeah. it's okay. I'm over. I'm not over it. Like, yeah, you know, no. Like, it's like, oh, shit to like, girl. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I feel like toxic positivity, toxic resilience, all of that is born out of that. And I guess, though, tox- I would say toxic positivity, like I said earlier, is like someone else projecting onto me. But then it almost causes toxic resilience in yourself. Like, so then you're like, I have to be like so strong that I can't like a breakdown would be bad. Well, like you said, it's it's like taboo to, you know, obviously there is a time and a place. You can't just be walking around like, yes, all hysteric, hysterical. Agreed. But, you know, you also don't need to be walking around this being okay you know or just you can be okay but you don't need to walk around like yes you know you You don't need to walk around being okay who the fuck walks around just being okay okay (laughs) you know i find that i find this to happen a lot or maybe a lot with myself with with um the miscarriage our miscarriage because I have an internal struggle anytime somebody is like, how many kids do you have? Or whatever you say, like, oh, I not whenever I say, oh, you have two kids, I I feel like really guilty for not recognizing the third, mm-hmm. um, who's really the second. But like, you know, and it, but, it, but it goes in line with I can't just be like, well, they have three. I I could I guess I could approach it with. I have two and an angel baby or a rainbow baby. Oh, no. Rainbow. It would be Brooks. I don't know. Brooks anyway. would be the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I, could, I have two and an angel baby. But the, but I also don't want to say that because then it's like, oh, you're automatically putting that out there on them. And you don't really want to go there. It changes the mm-hmm. vibe of the whole conversation. And, you know, but but at the same time, like, do I want to recognize that my our baby it, I don't know it's it's I think that that should always depend on how you feel in the moment right like yeah you don't know anybody any story other than the story you decide to like how you like the only thing you can control is how you walk away from a conversation right and yeah I like I know I've seen I've seen Ben's mom and Ben do this because Ben is one of three yes right yeah and so like it depends like and I follow his lead on this Right. And th- I guess that's the difference between having lost a sibling and having lost like a parent um, because I there is like no wrong answer. If someone's like, do you have a mom? The answer is no. But if someone's like, how many kids do you have? And one of them passed away. The answer is difficult. Like, I don't know. I think is- they're I think they're both difficult, Rashida. Because of some really I just feel like it's easier for me to be like. I don't have to make a split second decision like that. Like, like really have to, I just say no. Like I just say my mom passed away and I was 15 and like, that's kind of it. But like yeah. Ben's, Ben's, Ben's mom, um, friend of the show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, glamma. Glamma. Um, she, 
and Ben. I've seen him do it. Like I've seen, but depending on where he, what, where he is in the in his mind, who the person is, like mm-hmm. if it is someone he's had, like he will never probably out of the gate say, "I have three siblings, one passed away." Right. On a first time, like meet with somebody. Like right, right. Like say he's at a networking event. I don't know, and it like comes up. That yeah. wouldn't be that wouldn't be the arena. He says something. No, like, if it is someone like our neighbors who we've been hanging out with like a year and a half now, if yeah. they're like, "Hey, Ben, how many siblings did you say you had?" In that scenario, he would say, "I have, I have two. I had two other. There were three of us, and my brother yeah. passed away." Yeah, and so I, more of an intimate situation. Yeah, I conversation. Right. The answer isn't always clear when you lost a kid so all of that to say i get where you're coming from yeah because yeah. don't i think i think that ben's mom probably feels the same way like that and she's had miscarriages too like oh really like, yeah and so i feel like there's got to be know, i'm gonna ask, i'm gonna ask her yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna ask her like if how how difficult is the to ask she's gonna probably listen to this and just text me when she goes for her walk at 4 a.m i'll wake up to the answer <laughs> I love it. I love yes. it. I love it. Yes. But so all of that to say, I can see why that is hard for you. Yeah. And I just have kind of followed suit for look from like what other people I know do. And that's mm-hmm. that they it's just not mentioned. But it's, it's actually came up in conversation with my sister-in-law because she, I don't even know how it came up, but she was like, yeah, I thought it was so interesting because I was talking to this mom and she said, yeah. Um, I have two and an angel baby and just was like very matter of fact like very like you know and just moved along and I was like that is that's very she's like I just thought that that was like so brave and I just thought you know I was like that is that well because miscarriages like grief in the macro sense is like something everybody's fucking afraid to talk about like yeah and this is now we're really on a tangent but this is what we do but like I had I always said and I very fortunately have not have not had a miscarriage and so I don't want to speak out of turn or be like it's easy for me to like someone could say it's easy to say what I'm about to say because I've not had a miscarriage but yeah I also like told people I was pregnant I I didn't I never followed the 12 week rule right because I thought that if I, I think I told you I was pregnant, uh, like my lap, like when I came back into Brighton, when like I had just, like I was like maybe four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Freshy. Yes. And so like, I, because I, my, my thought process was that one, I'm an open book. So like if, if I'm, we're going to talk about this miscarriage, if that's what we're, what's happening, like if that's yep. the way it's supposed to be. But I yeah. also was just like, but I'm also going to need bitches. Like, I'm going to need yeah. people to, like, help me through this. Like, I'm going to yeah. need, like, I'm going to need to talk about it because not talking about it is also, is harder for me. You know, I was, you know, I was always just telling people. I think that Rashida, that may have been born out of because of your grief journey. Probably. I feel because... Prior to me losing my mom, I lost a grandparent. I lost I lost grandparents. And they were pretty close to me. Doggos, you know, of course they're like family, but like they are family. Um, but no, I hadn't lost my I hadn't lost I hadn't had been on like a major grief journey until mm-hmm. my mom. And then I just feel um, I feel like once you are on 
once you experience a massive earth shattering life altering loss it kind of prepares you for anything else that might be rock your world later i.e a miscarriage or another death or another death of any sort um and it kind of makes you tougher in that you're like you know what i'm gonna talk about it a you're gonna talk about it b you know you're you're gonna need support Mm -hmm. um c It kind of sounds like A because you're going to talk about it because it's going to make you feel better. And, you know, you just, it's actually A. It's a extra die. But I, that doesn't go in the hierarchy of bulleting. So, yeah, because I forgot. Oh, gosh. She's so stupid. I love it. I love it. Um, so coming back to yeah. toxic 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 copacibity. Yeah. She can't speak. Yeah, coming back to that though, one thing I wanted to make sure we covered in this show or in this episode is uh, so I have been doing also lately a lot of mindset work, which I think is different. Like, and by mindset work I mean like mm-hmm. you sound really cheesy, but like girl, bring it on. I, this is this is my no, this is my zone. Let's go. I've gotten really into like affirmation mm-hmm. and like, Love it. speaking speaking the things that I want into the universe and like uh-huh. Uh-huh. attempting to. I know you love ask, this. believe, receive. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Love it. And so I think that that could be like misconstrued as toxic positivity. Like I think that that could be seen as me trying to like trick my way out of feeling but it's not that like it's not I don't I'm probably not explaining it well but I don't know they're the same they're not I think you're setting yourself up for success is what you're trying to do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to like like honor my feelings like I, I will never not honor my feelings I don't know how to not to like yeah but I'm also trying to like not stick in them for a really long time, like like right. purposefully. So like yes. I think there's I think move I I have, you've got yeah. to move through. I'm trying yeah. to move myself through them, and so like mm-hmm. I think that I have a tendency sometimes to harp on something negative and like like keep repeating that negative thing, like keep yes. harping on something negative. And as a person, I think as a person who struggles with depression, like I mm-hmm. just recently had a low. Like I, as a person who struggles with depression, I think that that makes my depression has the tendency to make my depression worse then. But a thousand percent. But I also think because of my depression, it's hard to turn myself out of the cycle. It is. You spiral. Yes. Because I too, like you, suffer from depression and anxiety. I am unmedicated and somewhat unwell, but, but you have to, but, but, um, you're right. You do have to, it's hard to get out of that spiral once you start down that path. And and it's also, does it help if you surround yourself with people who are not, or a person even who might have the tendency to go to the negative and like talk shit yeah. about other people. And like, it's like, I just like, I've got it. I'm girl, not for me today or ever, Yes, you know, like that's, that's not helpful. Yes. It's, it's just noise. It ends up being noise is what I've ultimately have have come to. I've 
same thing. It's just like there's a lot of noise, Rashida, and you've got to block it the fuck out. We have already had too much going on in our lives. There's already yeah. literal, literal noise. Yes. In my life, is noise. Time. And that's anxiety. Oh, well, yeah. So. And I think so. I think I see. So I see toxic positivity or toxic resilience as an excuse to not feel your feelings. So to, to keep from going in an uncomfortable space to like work yeah. yourself through. Yeah. I think, yes. I think of, I think of mindset work as a tool I'm using to work myself through. Yes, you are a hundred percent right. Oh my God. You're so fucking insightful. Damn girl. You know, what's funny also on this grief journey is uh, you and I are also like empathetic people, like empaths. And I feel mm-hmm. like because I have, oh, I'm such an evolved human. <laughs> but I feel like I can recognize when somebody else has unresolved grief. Yeah. Or like unresolved something. Like I'm uh-huh. like, somebody right here and you need yeah. to therapist. You gotta go work it out. Yeah. yeah. Something, the reaction, like I need you to ask yourself why that was your reaction. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> not right. It's yeah, right. yeah. Now I I think of mindset work as a tool I am using to currently, I guess, like manifest the shit I want in this life. I love it. Do you, is it like, does it involve also making a vision board? I did make a vision you board. You did? I, I what? know. No, what? What? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I bet we should do a whole episode on vision boards. Yeah. Uh, because, so I... This is a new realm for me. This is, is it a new... digital or vi- or like physical? It's digital. It's on Pinterest. Okay, love. Oh, it's a hidden board. It's just called Twenty Twenty Three. And I, we use me. Well, I do, I am obsessed with this because I th- like doing a physical one. I'm like, who the fuck? Our magazine still thing. Anyway, sorry. I'm not cutting shit up at my magazine. Yeah, I'm not. That's no. I got enough to do. I can no. I crafts. I can crafts. Yes. Yeah. So I have a well, hidden yeah. Pinterest board. That I just called 2023. And so I add, I put a bunch of stuff and I keep adding to it, actually. I love <laughs> I love this. Yeah. And I keep adding random stuff to it as it comes up. And like, and actually, the more you do, the more you do, you know how Pinterest like suggests yes. pens to you too. It's like the more you add to your vision board, the more it suggests other pens that you're like, oh, fuck yeah, that resonates with me. Yes. Like, but, but yeah, I, like, like, I put pictures of like, I, we want like we want to redo some th- rooms in our house. So I literally took photos of my house and put them as pens, like in this board. So then, like at the end of the year, I can like go back and look at all of the. So yes, this is new for me. Fours and afters. Oh my god, it's going to be so good. Yes. Oh, I love this, Rashida. A new space for me, but I am again. It's a tool. So like, I don't yeah. want anybody to think that this is. I'm still. I still go to therapy. I still. I'm still medicated. Like, this is just another thing I am using to like. I guess. Hashtag create the life I want. Yeah, I love it. Why? You know what? What's it gonna hurt? What's it gonna hurt? I do feel what? a little cringy, but oh, well, well, good. But I do. I We've do been like waiting for you. A vision board. We've been waiting for you. Keep this board secret. I'm creating it literally right now. Yeah. And then board art, adding more music, more tea, more books, more. I don't. Of books. Hey, speaking of books, I'm starting to read that Tune Day book. Oh, yay. He is just the absolute cutest thing in all of the world. 
I know. It's a good, it is a good, so I think she does a wonderful job of like staying positive without being toxically positive. Like, yes, she has lost so many gosh darn people in her life. And she like talks about that. Yeah. And says like, there's so many like perfect little snippets that she says throughout that book. Uh-huh. Uh, like, I, mean, I want to buy the hard copy so that I can highlight, go back and highlight so I have yeah. it. Um, but she does it in a way that didn't make me feel like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps for she done like never be sad again like that's not that wasn't the tone of the book it's so good i loved it the the most i mean i'm still i'm i'm between a couple of different books um one is uh boundaries Mm. but um that is my word of 2023 probably boundaries and confidence i need probably a couple words you know depends on the day um and the other one is a two-day book and then if I, I don't know, I feel like throw the Bible in there for good measure because I just really like, yeah, they yeah. eat it. Anyway, one of the quotes that I am, has really stuck out with me that she said a couple times, and she might say some more throughout the book, but it's, if you want to change, you have to change. If you want to change, if you want change, you have to change. And I like that she says, like, she'll say those things twice, just like in her workouts, in her Peloton. Workout. She does it in her workouts too. Yeah. Yes. Because, and she said that she does it because she wants not only for you, for us, the the audience to hear, but for her to hear and to resonate. Because when you say it twice, especially right after, it, I now I notice I, I did a workout this morning. What? Um, woke up yeah, at 5.30 a.m. Right? I it. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably not going to happen again, but you know what? We're celebrating that. It, it happened at once. Yes, she did it once. It can be done. Um, only under the right condi- conditions of everybody went to bed on time and nobody woke up in the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be. It's, it's got to be. I strive yes. to be a 5.30 workout person and I can do it. Yeah. But yeah, the conditions have to be right. Yes. Yes. Anywho, I noticed that in her workout, she was doing the same thing. Like she will say it twice and it the first time I'm like, yeah, yeah. And the second time I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. You're right, girl. I am going to change. I am going to, I, it's on me. It's on me. It's like the mindset thing. Yes. Kind of. It is. She's, yeah, she's definitely into the mindset. But that's why I also, I think that's also, I think reading that book is also what's kind of pushed me into this mindset. Yeah. As well. Is because you can do, I think, and I always associated mindset work with being toxically positive. Like, my mind, I think I was always like, People who are trying too hard to be positive, like, are the same people who would use random affirmations. Like, you yeah. know, like, I think, like, I just, like, spun it all up over here in my head and was just like, yeah, no, that's not who I am. Or maybe because it comes across as being fake. I think it does. I think it does. Mm-hmm. But I, I, in some instances, or at least that's how I perceive it to mm-hmm. be. So, right. so now that exactly. I'm, like, of of the mindset people, yeah, I'm like, ew, cringe. But I write myself a like an affirmation every single day, and that's the thing I think about all day. No, what can it hurt? That's in the, and I do yes, and I do think it is. It's nice when I feel myself getting ready to spin into a negative space to just be like, nope, back on to this. Yeah. Also, one thing I know that we should probably wrap this up, but we you know we keep going. 
One more thing I will say, I think that does wildly help with when you are in a negative headspace is going for a walk, getting outside, getting that vitamin D, Mm -hmm. the sunshine D, not the other D. You can get that D too Mm -hmm. if you need to. If you want to, I'm not trying to. I don't want that D. No. When I'm in a bad headspace, but some people do. Yes. You know what? And if that's you, go. But I will say that it really does do wonders. I mean- a little bit of sunshine. Yes. Seasonal depression is real. Yeah. I need I need some sunshine. I was just in Montgomery, Illinois, or not Illinois. <laughs> Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I believe you. Just in Montgomery, Alabama on a work trip. And the sun was beautifully shining the whole days we were there. It was like 68 and like wonderful outside and like... Me and my coworker, she was just like, I feel different. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I feel different. Like, I, I always forget seasonal depression is a thing until yeah. like, I leave St. Louis in the, like, wintertime and I'm somewhere where it's sunny and nice. And I forget yes. that, like, I actually am a happy person. You're, I mean, think about it when you're in the, when summertime, springtime, summertime, even hell, fucking fall, you're, you're outside more. Mm-hmm. You feel better about yourself. You're like probably a little bit thinner than you are in the winter because that sunshine, I tell you what. Yeah. It's good for you. It is. And that's on. And that's on God. That's on God. (laughs) (laughs) And that's on God. (laughs) Quite for reasons. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. All right. I guess guess that's the end of that. All right. All right, girls, thanks so much for listening to the Groovy Mamas Club podcast. When times get tough, just remember, you're a badass bee and you got this, mama.